Welcome to the Gavercast episode 9. This podcast is brought to you by AUSA Malaysia and AUSA University Uttara Malaysia. This episode is titled, Data Privacy. Is it still relevant or impossible? We hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hi there. My name is Karen Abraham and I'm the head of the intellectual property department of the law firm Mrs. Shern Delamore & Co. My practice covers all areas of intellectual property, technology, media and telecommunications, data protection and competition law. I've had more than 30 years of litigation experience in intellectual property and consultation of technology, media and telecommunication matters. I'm currently a panelist of the um, AIAC's domain name dispute panel and uh, overall my main practice um, area covers IP litigation, enforcement of IP matters online as well as offline and of course includes um, dealing with transactional matters in the digital space. So the topic today is data privacy. Is it still relevant or impossible? Now my answer to this question in short really is that data privacy is indeed relevant but notoriously complex and impossibly hard to define. So what is data privacy? Data is one of the most important assets a company has. With the rise of the data economy, companies find enormous value in collecting, sharing and using data. Privacy, on the other hand, is the right of an individual to be free from uninvited surveillance. Though the right to privacy is a fundamental human right, in Malaysia, this right has not been enshrined in our constitution. Instead, the judiciary has tried to uphold this fundamental right through various legal authorities and parliament through recent legislation. Data privacy forms a part of this fundamental right, but due to its complex nature, even the Malaysian parliament has failed to provide a clear and exact definition of it. And so, as has most international laws, such as the General Data Privacy Regulation 2018, GDPR. But if I was to put it in simple terms, data privacy governs the collection, processing and possession of the data that is private. So why is data privacy so important? You see, our right to privacy was never a right that was actively enforced in the past, unless and until it had been breached. The need to be proactive in upholding our right to privacy has now become of importance in this era of digitalization and tech innovation. As our personal information that used to be recorded on paper and filed away has now been digitized and made easily accessible online. A classic example of this would be online banking, where sensitive information such as bank account or card details are now kept online, which could so easily be leaked out without proper protection schemes to ensure privacy is maintained. The recent example of such a failure can be seen in the data breach incident in March of this year, 
where credit card details of cards issued by top banks from six Southeast Asian countries, including Malaysia, was leaked online. So why are we talking about the concerns around data privacy in society today? When we think of the year 2020, the defining event of the year would be the pandemic caused by the COVID-19 virus. This virus has forced countries and their respective governments to adopt digitalization and the use of technological tools in order to conduct surveillance and contact tracing in an attempt to monitor and control the spread of the virus. Malaysia became the first Southeast Asian country to put its citizens under restricted movement to reduce the rate of infection. Now, due to the sudden surge in technology, more and more devices have become connected to each other. This can be seen as a great way to bring people closer together, but in turn has also exposed us to the risk of our data being stolen and misused without our knowledge or consent. This is precisely why data privacy is crucial and a hot topic today. So what are the laws governing data privacy? Upon witnessing major privacy fails by multi-million dollar companies such as Facebook, Amazon and Google, who have built empires on the data economy, many countries have enacted laws to govern data privacy, such as the GDPR, which I mentioned earlier, protecting the personal data of European Union citizens. In Malaysia, we have the Personal Data Protection Act of 2010, PDPA, which came into effect in November 2015 and remains in force. The PDPA governs the collection and processing of personal data in respect of commercial transactions. Commercial transactions are defined as matters relating to the supply or exchange of goods, services, agency, investments, financing, banking and insurance. Thus, organizations involved in these commercial transactions who process any personal data, excluding data processes, and have control over it are known as data users. The PDPA regulates the way personal data is collected and processed by the categories of data users listed in the Personal Data Protection Class of Data Users 2013. And how do they do this? Well, firstly, by having them register with the Commissioner of the Department of Personal Data Protection, and secondly, ensuring compliance with the seven core principles of the PDPA. Now, I'm not going to go into the seven principles, but these uh, can be uh, perused in sections 5 to section 12 of the Personal Data Protection Act. The PDPA imposes an obligation on data users to take practical steps to protect personal data, including the development and implementation of security policies. Data users may be guided by the Data Protection Standard of 2015 in drafting their security policies. The Commissioner, the Commissioner, and by this I mean the Commissioner of the Department of Personal Data Protection, is empowered to ensure compliance 
of the Act by monitoring and supervising such data users under the Personal Data Protection Regulation of 2013. The Commissioner may visit any of the organisations involved in commercial transactions to obtain proof of compliance, such as the record of consent from the data subject to collect and process the data only for the purpose it was collected for. The Commissioner may then suggest ways to improve the data user's security policies and their current systems in place. Now, the breach of any of the seven principles in the PDPA constitutes a criminal offence, for which an infringer can face a hefty fine of up to 300,000, imprisonment up to two years, or both. The unlawful collection, disclosure and sale of protection uh, of personal data, uh, on the other hand, attracts a fine of up to 500,000 or imprisonment of up to two years or both. Now, what are the current issues related to data privacy that we see here in Malaysia? In an attempt to curb the spread of the virus and to control uh, the movement uh, of citizens and the movement of that virus during MCO, the Malaysian government created an application called MySajatra, which allows us to perform self-health assessments, monitor our health status and share it with the Ministry of Health to enable immediate actions in providing treatment if required. As of the 10th of August 2020, nearly 60% of mobile phone users in Malaysia have downloaded the app. Now, the app only records personal data if voluntarily provided during a one-time registration. Such personal data includes the user's name, IC number, address, contact number, and state of health. The app then logs user's location each time a user checks in at premises using a QR code. The MySajatra website emphasizes its compliance with the PDPA of 2010 and makes it clear that a user's check-in data is only stored for a period of 90 days, after which it is purged. The Department of Personal Data Protection, in conjunction with the COVID-19 Committee, issued an advisory which is in line with the PDPA and it only permits businesses to record minimal information such as the name, contact number, dates and times of visits digitally or manually. The advisory stresses that only a specific department of the business is to deal with the personal data collected for the sole purposes of aiding the health ministry with contact tracing and states that the data collected must be disposed of permanently within six months. A very high risk of data privacy breach exists every day when people who manually fill in their details have their information left exposed on a list available for the next person who fills in that information and enters into the premises to take a peek at that list. The businesses that fail to comply with the advisory and the PDPA can face a fine of up to 300,000, imprisonment of not more than two years or both.
Then there is the other issue of the collection of the data in relation to the 14-day quarantine process. There also seems to be a lack of technological security in the data collection process in relation uh, to the data of individuals who travel back to Malaysia and are required to undergo a 14-day quarantine. Such individuals are required to provide their personal and sensitive data multiple times on both paper and digital form. The most alarming method of data collection would be the Update Quarantine Center Information Google Form, which requires individuals to provide sensitive data to the MOH for the purpose of sampling, discharge process, and preparation of home surveillance order and release order. It is alarming because Google Forms do not provide the most secure method of storing data, especially for sensitive data that should in fact be encrypted for security purposes. So what are the online challenges and communication platforms? And how are they facing these challenges? As a result of the lockdown, most working citizens were forced to start working from home. This meant that the only form of social networking and access to information was over the internet. Physical meetings became Zoom and Microsoft team meetings. Therefore, the sharing of confidential information over meetings held through platforms such as Skype and Zoom was of concern as not all companies were well aware of the level of security provided by such platforms and thus exposing themselves to the risk of data breach. Cybersecurity in turn became of importance to ensure data privacy. So how do we deal with these privacy, data privacy issues? Unfortunately, Malaysia has been poorly ranked in terms of protecting its citizens' personal data. In a study of privacy and surveillance of 47 countries in 2019 by a British tech website, Malaysia was scored 2.6 out of 5 in their scoring system, which meant that although Malaysia has some safeguards, the infrastructure protecting data is weak. According to my cert incident statistics, a total of 3,127 cases of cyber fraud were reported between January to July this year. These statistics show that current laws governing data, protect, uh, data privacy in Malaysia could, in fact, be strengthened. The Personal Data Protection Commissioner has taken steps to seek views and comments of the public through a public consultation paper in order to update the PDPA to be in line with the digital economy, technology, social and environmental development. The public consultation paper includes, amongst others, comments suggesting to widen the scope of the PDPA to cover non-commercial transactions and to make it mandatory for data users to report breaches. Instead of waiting for legislation to be enacted to uphold the rights of consumers, organizations should also take it upon themselves to ensure their employees understand and respect the right to privacy so that incidents such as the recent Melindo Air customers data breach where customers' personal data such as passport details, home addresses and phone numbers were leaked by two ex-employees 
onto data exchange forums and to ensure that this does not reoccur. According to a study conducted by PwC, only 25% of consumers believe most companies handle their personal data responsibly. Therefore, it is imperative that organizations not only comply with the requirements of PDPA, but also ensure transparency in order to instill trust in their consumers. So in conclusion, given the clear importance of data privacy, we hope to see more enforcement actions by the Commissioner preserving the rights of data subjects and addressing data breaches. Together with an audit type regulation via inspection visits and enforcement notices must come education as a means of instilling awareness among data users on their data protection obligation. Thanks for listening. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Gablecast. This podcast has been brought to you by AUSA Malaysia and AUSA University Uttara Malaysia. If you love the Gablecast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on any podcast platforms. For more info about AUSA Malaysia, do check us out at AUSAMalaysia.com. And don't forget to catch our next episode. <music>